0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. And hello
2: everybody, welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we uh, invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher.
3: And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Welcome back, Sid. Good to be here. Good to see you again.
2: Um, We're getting a bit of a late start this morning, so I'll talk really fast. (laughs) No, I won't do that. (laughs) Um, Today's show is all about... Why we're here. Now, I know you've heard us before in past shows. We've um, basically organized content around the four essential questions. Why am I here? Who am I? Where am I going? How do I get there? But we're turning this question into a statement, and I'll tell you the reason why. Why I am here speaks to the reason why i chosen this path. And I say I, uh, sort of a reflective, I really, I think we're talking about we, but essentially, what we've learned over time is that people, and I assume that you listening are those people, um, won't care as much about what we do or how we do it until you understand why. What is it that inspires us? What is the passion that drives us? What is the goal that we seek that we are very passionate about sharing with you? So I'll just kind of throw this out to the, uh, the round table here, and um if you'd like, just kind of make a statement about why you're here. Why am I here? Yeah.
4: You, you know, I think it goes back to, you know, seeking. In other words, all of us here, obviously, and I suspect all of you that are out there listening, have been seeking, have been looking for mm-hmm. something. There's something in your life that hasn't been fulfilled, something that's missing, missing, something that you knew deep inside of you was there. You didn't necessarily know it was, mm-hmm. but you knew it was there and you had to find it. And you're not everybody's like that. Some people, number one, are not interested in finding the answers to those four questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Because for several reasons, either they, they're just not interested, number one, or number two, they're, they're, they're afraid, they're frightened of the realities that they might have to face in their world or what it takes to get where you want to go. They'd rather the safe world where, you know, you're drowned out, whether through addictions, through TV and movies, mm-hmm. keeping busy, quote unquote, but if you are like us, And you desire to know there's got to be something more. There's something out there that if I can find it, I know will change my life and will give me the reason for being. It will fill in the empty spots, the blanks that we've all felt in our lives, things that just don't make sense, that don't seem to add up. And so we have that passion to find them. Mm -hmm. And I can remember saying to God when I was a teenager, God, I want to know the truth. Mm -hmm. And that may seem simplistic, but that's... You know, I, I was naive. When you make that statement, you better be prepared for the truth.
2: You know, um, yeah. in, in last week's show, uh, which was the living a spiritual life in a material world, we were talking to a very nice young man, uh, Joseph Angelus, and he kind of mentioned that same point about how we are fo- following, if you will, this, this beam, this, this desire, this hunger to find something better, that something we, we, we know in our soul without necessarily knowing consciously. And he brought up the point, we talked about it for a while, about how life is full of distractions. And as we follow this beam, if you will, we are distracted continuously. We've talked about this before, the signal-to-noise ratio. Right. On this path, and what we're passionate about is the strength of the signal that we are basically following. It is so strong, it is indelible. And the more we are able to tune into that, the less we are distracted by the noise.
4: You know, I I, I just want to make a comment here is that when you're on a path, one of the things you have to ask for and pray for is discernment. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit because there are many people out there that are passionate about what they believe in. We're not the only ones. I mean, Eric Hoffer wrote a book many years ago called The True Believer. And whether it's political or spiritual or whatever it is you believe in, those that believe in it are passionate in it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not just us that are passionate about what they believe in. And so because, especially in the spiritual world, there's so many places you can go these days, you really have to ask for discernment, not only that you would find the truth, but once you find it, that you would know it. In other words, some people become professional seekers. They go from one spiritual group to the other (laughs) because it's just interesting to them. It's a hobby to them. Well, it's more than a hobby for us, obviously, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure for many of you out there. And so what you have to do is you have to pray not only that you'll find the truth, and what you need, Mm -hmm. but you'll have the discernment to recognize it, because sometimes people will play on emotions, on psychology, or whatever it is to distract you from where you really need to be.
2: Yeah, you know, we talk about the five stages of of commitment on a path, and sometimes it could be um, uh, defined this way, that we begin by an engagement. There's something that triggers in us a recognition, and then we start to talk about it. This, you know, conversing can take a lot of time. You can go into classes, you can do groups, you can be in a community. Once you converse for a while, then you begin to take it in deeper. You, you consume it. And then once you've done that and you've lived with it for a while, then you integrate it, as you were saying about discernment, dis- discrimination. That becomes part of the toolbox that you use. At that point, your passion really takes over, and then you are promoting it, you're serving it, you are basically taking it out. You, you're, you're taking what you have gained, and you're sharing it again so that there's this ripple effect, if you will, this this ongoing um, echo of the teaching. And in our case, we recognized, again, I'm going back to the signal-to-noise ratio, we recognized the strength of that signal as we began to talk, as we began to consume, as we began to integrate, and finally as we began to really live it fully, completely. And we want people to know that you're not alone, that this is a community of the Holy Spirit that is vibrant, alive. It's well. It has room for everybody. We embrace those who are sincere seekers, and you know that's why we're talking about it right now. We're conversing, consuming, and integrating.
3: Well, and you were you used the word recognize, and I think uh, one of the important things to to mention is that one of the things that we do is that we recognize. Either the uh, a picture of the, of the messenger Mark Prophet or Elizabeth Clare Prophet, we recognize something in their voice when we hear it. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. that we that we play these uh, these excerpts from lectures and dictations. Uh, that's that's what happened to me when I found the teachings. I recognized it, and so and so my passion is to grab a hold of that which I recognize and which I believe to be truth, and to. To hang in there with it, so to speak, and to help it, uh, uh, to help it build, and gosh, I mean, I don't know. There's just once you find it, why go anywhere else? Um,
2: Well, it's I suppose the. You recognize the truth, and then you do what you can to hold on to it. I guess mean, yeah. that's probably the essence
3: and, of faith. And it's filling in all the, like you say, it's filling in all the gaps. I remember I used to tell people it's like a, a one of those thousand-word puzzles, that, you know, <laughs> or a thousand-piece puzzles. And all of a sudden, all these little pieces are starting to get filled in. Mm-hmm. But they so, don't get filled all at once. No, they don't. No. <laughs> Just a and, little and bit And I think design. for me, when I, you know, I walked into
4: a, a, a church center in La Torrelle in 1971, if you believe it. Mark Prophet was there. I sat there through a conference, and I said to myself, I said, I know this is true, but I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> yeah. In other words, I, you know, I didn't understand 90% right. of it, but something in my heart resonated that this was true, and I thought, well, what do I do next? Well, what you do next is you take the steps that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. right. you know, and that's what I needed to do. And I, I studied, I read some books, and then I took the big leap of saying, you know, I'm going to try this decreeing, the science of the spoken word, and I'm going to commit, are you ready for this? Ten minutes a day to this. Wasn't that impressive? Yeah, you know that's that's commercials in an (laughs) hour show. You know, and anyway, that's and I started to do it, and I shared before. After I did this for a week or two weeks, I suddenly realized I feel differently. Not only does this resonate truth to me, but it's making a difference in my life.
2: Well, you know, not everybody jumps in with both feet either. You kind of put a toe in the water. Sometimes it's a finger, and you think to yourself, okay, I'm just gonna. Kind of try this out see how it feels. Well, we invite you to do that. Try it out. You know, like you said, you make a commitment to do five or 10 or 15 minutes of eye flame every day. Well, it doesn't take a lot of time to do that. We're not asking to do anything else. Try it out. See how you feel. You know, let yourself be the measure of whether or not this has any value to you. I think you'll be very
3: surprised. <laughs> I, I, was, I was whispering the, the violet flame decrees in a motel room. That was my beginning on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh So, boy, so yeah. that's the toe in the water. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it just, it just begins to... Uh, you well, know, I think,
4: I think, too, well, as I mentioned previously, not everyone wants the truth. But if you're one of those people that deep inside want the truth... And are willing to accept the responsibility for the truth, because obviously, when you have the truth, comes responsibility. That's mm-hmm. the way life is. Yeah. And, but if it is so strong in you, then give this a try. Give it, a, give it the masters a chance to work with you. You know, you generally get three chances in a lifetime. The masters will come to you and give you three chances to pursue this path. After that, if you say no each time, they stop coming, and then it's really up to you to do anything. And so, while opportunity is there, try it, seek it out. You know, I think for many of us, it's the ability to see what's there. And even if you just recognize the vibration, you don't have to understand everything day one. You don't have to surrender all your beliefs day one. You know, (laughs) allow it to unfold. Allow yourself to grow and develop and listen and pray. And, you know, this this is an active path. It's not a passive one where you read books and you sit around. You know, we use the violet flame. We use decrees. We pray for God to show us things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God will do that. He will really will. If you will be honest and sincere, God will work with you.
2: Yeah, well, I, I <laughs> and he does actively work with us. And he uses his angels and his masters and, you know, I mean, every available tool. You know, yeah. one of the things that, um, I mean, as, as we talk about this, um, and, and we, we talk about this a lot, is that there is a, a residual passion inside that we probably tap into that we've known before. Uh-huh. This is not the first time we're introduced to this reality or this truth. Right. Not the first time we've walked this path, probably. And hopefully this is the last time, meaning that we, we graduate. But, you know, there's a point where you said perhaps we get three opportunities in a lifetime. Well, how many lifetimes have we been pursuing this, this beam of light. Right. And, you know, I'll get around to it. You know, yeah,
4: no. procrastination is the death of a Chila, Chila being a devotee or a follower of the truth or a disciple. And that's something we need to understand. And I got to just add one more thing. I know we got a break coming up here. And that is that what is different now in this time and place is number one, we have the violet flame to help transmute karma, which means we don't have to always feel the full impact of that karma at a physical level. And number two, there's an open door for sponsorship by the Ascended Masters. And that sponsorship allows us support and help beyond what we could ever do on our own. So everything is going for us right now to make it on the spiritual path if we'll take advantage of it.
2: Yeah, and we also know that these these beliefs, this truth, these Ascended Master teachings will tend to challenge orthodox belief we say that all the time we know that that's true and we're very sensitive and aware of the fact that you know sometimes the thinking that's involved behind this is going to change very fundamentally what you may believe now And that's all okay i mean that's all part of the evolution of the spirit and the the immortality of your soul having said that we'll continue with this discussion in a few minutes we're going to take a break right now but please stay with us we will be back
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness.
5: Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
2: And thanks for staying with us, everyone. Welcome back. Um, we're talking about our passion, why we're here, why we do what we do. And I know in the last segment, we we have a tendency to, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but I think we talk about limited opportunity occasionally and realizing that we're not going to be given a limitless supply of knocks on the door by the masters or God. So it's good to take advantage of um, the opportunities that we are given. But I think that one of the things we want to remember is that this is a path of joy. Uh, the freedom that we're talking about, the light that we talk about, the foundation of that is harmony. It's light. It's oneness. It's unity. It's so many bright, wonderful, beautiful things that even if you may hear a tinge of, um, I don't want to say negativity exactly because that's not the thing I'm looking at, but I'm thinking of... When you look at a path that has requirements, when you look at a path that has certain responsibilities that you have to take care of, accountabilities, it can seem sometimes a bit onerous. And we don't want that to be the only tone that you hear or feel, because underneath all that is freedom and joy. You,
4: you know what this gives you, Tom, is that an understanding, yes, there are responsibilities. Well, we understand that anyway. We have family responsibilities and, mm-hmm. to our community and so forth. But it gives us hope that we're just not treading in a water here. There's a place to go. There's a way to get there. And when we get there, it will fulfill every aspiration, every hope, every prayer we've ever had. And it's not just when we get there. Because the path can be one of hope. The path can be one of joy. You know, we don't have to wait for joy until we get there. We can do it right now. I'm on the right track. I'm going someplace. I feel the presence of God. My prayers have been answered. And yes, I've got to roll up my sleeves, and whether it's my karma or my psychology or whatever it is I'm dealing with right now. But you know what? I can do it. God is with me. Mm -hmm. I have the tools. I have the understanding. I have the opportunity. And I'm going to take that accountability, and I'm going to go for it. And, you know, if people choose not to do that, where are they going? Where are they going to end up? Well, they'll end up where they started because they're not making progress in many ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of pain and suffering in the world. It's not on the spiritual path. It's on every path. (laughs) And so, but let there be a purpose. If you have to, you know, go through a difficult period, if you're balancing a certain karma that's been holding you back for thousands of years, what a time of joy to finally balance it and move on.
2: You know, and and part of the reason why I brought that up at the beginning was that one of the keynotes of the message that we would hope to impart is gratitude, that when you recognize the opportunities that you're given to learn things, do things, whatever your life may bring you, that if you embrace those opportunities with gratitude, you get a whole lot more out of it, and it does make it more fun, even when the world around you seems to be going to heck in a handbasket. um, In the meantime, and in spite of that, we have something that rises above that whole miasma, you know, that the joy, the gratitude, the grace, the kindness, the harmony, all those things. We can, have a vision. We have a vision, exactly. You know,
3: and, and, so. and there's a sine wave to it, too. You know, I mean, a, a, a sine wave has a, has a dip up and a dip down. And, and you know, you take... We surf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, uh, something I was listening to uh, regarding one of the saints, um, I think it was St. Therese of Lisieux, uh, a lot of times what these saints do, well, they'll they'll take the pain... And they will bless life with it, you know? So mm-hmm. that's something that we've learned to do is to, is to take the, the kind of the downside of the curve, you know, the tough parts, and, and bless life. And then all of a sudden you've got an upside, which is, is a joyful
4: But you know side. what's different here? I mean, it was one of the saints, I forget which one, that said it was going through a very difficult time. And she said to God, you know, if this is how you treat your friends. No wonder you don't have very many. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, the point I want to make here is that the saints of old had to bear many things in their bodies, the pains and so forth, the balance karma, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, we all have to do that. But what we have now is the violet flame. They didn't have the violet flame. That's right. And the violet flame can transmute that weight or burden, not only in your own life, but it can do so much more for the people on this planet. You know, Padre Pio and some of the Catholic saints, they call themselves victim souls in the sense they took on Mm -hmm. the karma of others so others could be victorious. Well, we don't have to go through what they went in a physical level because mm-hmm. we have the violet flame. So this is what I love about it. The <laughs> violet flame not only transmutes our personal karma, but, you know, God is limitless. So he can transmute the karma that's on other people, that's on the planet. So it's like, you know, double your money or triple your money, so to speak, <laughs> for the yeah. effort you make. You Not only are helping yourself, you're helping your family, your nation, this entire planet. We are destined, it is the will of God, there be a golden age on this planet. Well, we need a certain number of people that are going to invoke the light and call it forth so that the balance of light will be greater than the balance of darkness. If we do that, there can be a golden age. Well, what a privilege to be part of that. Oh, yeah. You know, you can, you know we, we're all nobodies in, in one sense in the world. I, you know, I don't do much of the world scene these days. But you know <laughs> what? God and me in using the violet flame and the prayers make a difference in this world. Not my human self, but God within and invoking the light in the name of God, in the name of, you know, those that have achieved the perfection of God. Make a difference on this planet. And if you feel the pain of the world, you could start changing it today. That's right.
2: And in that vein, let's talk about enlightened self-interest. It's all well and good to you know pray for the planet and pray pray for things to be solved, but it's okay to uh, have yourself.
4: The first soul in this you need to save to, is yourself. Exactly. Your own. If you're not saved, how can you help others be saved? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be saved? It means to be on a path to recognize that your soul is not immortal at this point. And it will not be immortal until you become one with your Holy Christ Self and your I Am Presence. And there's a path to be walked. Jesus showed us the way. We need to follow him. We can make it what others have done. We can do. Yeah. So you begin with your own path. That is not selfish. That is God's will. You don't do it to the exclusion of others, but you recognize that what you do for yourself, you also do for others. I mean, that, that, that to me is so exciting when I think about it. Oh, it's
2: wonderful. And as a corollary to that, too, we know that the masters whom we follow have trod where we tread. I mean, they have... They've been where we are. They know what we're going through. They understand the travails of modern life and the life, you know, in Well, all, some of them very recently, institutes. you
4: know, Mark Prophet, Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Mm-hmm. they came into embodiment with less than 50% of their karma balance. Yeah, that's amazing. They had great they, attainment yeah, many yeah. levels, but, you know, they had a lot of karma. So they were like us, you <laughs> know, and so that gives me encouragement. If they can make it and make their ascensions, then I know if I walk this path in sincerity and love, not out of fear, but out of love, then I can make it too, and so can you.
3: Yeah. and I'm thinking about the parables uh there comes a time where, if you're a true seeker you're not going to be satisfied with a parable uh you're going to want to go into the upper room and so you can you can apply to go into the upper room and learn the the intricacies of the teachings and that's kind of what that's kind of what the teachings of the ascended masters is i believe uh it's it, it gives you more of a depth and an understanding you know it's like the mist- <laughs> When I first found the teachings, the mysteries of life were starting to get solved, you know? I mean, there, are all of these things that you didn't, you didn't have an answer to. And if you went to a priest somewhere, he'd say, well, son, you're not supposed to know. We're not supposed to know the answer yeah. to that. And, but what's important, Terry, I think, is that we not
4: seek this out of an intellectual interest. No. But as a tool, because it's got to be from the heart. I think what has happened with some previous spiritual organizations, they become intellectualized. People become, quote, experts, Right. And so they, they debate the fine points of the law. Well, the fine point of the law is the light and the love in your heart. And these other things that the masters have given us are tools to help us, you know, walk this path to overcome our karma and to get where we want to go. So, you know, that's where, you know, people are, some people are interested in phenomena, you know, yeah. and so they're drawn to places that where there's phenomena. Well, the black magicians on this planet, can, they know how to create phenomena. You know, Mm -hmm. so called magic or so forth. Right. What does that prove? It proves they know how to do it. It doesn't prove they're from God. (laughs) And so, you know, we have to be careful. The masters have never taken that path of attracting people through phenomena. It's got to be the resonance within their heart, the vibration. Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. I knew the voice when I heard it here. I didn't know what to do about it, but I knew it. And so I took those steps that eventually said, Yes. I want to embrace the opportunity God has given me. What else is there to do on this planet?
2: You know, one of the things that we've talked about numerous times is the fact that we, when our our, our life stream is judged, if you will, it's based on our good works. And I have um, made it a practice over the last few months to kind of look at good news, kind of find little snippets of, of hopefulness in the world, things that people do that demonstrate their faith in action, that they're, whatever it is that they're feeling in their hearts, that they're putting it out there into the world. And so I kind of collected a few here. I just read these headlines. Okay. You can Google them if you want, but it's just kind of fun to see. It says, Good Samaritan Hands Out Food to Stranded Highway Drivers. This was done during the snowstorm in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Um, girlfriends do the unthinkable for friend with cancer. They cut their hair. Hmm. You know, I mean... Oh. That's I have girls, and I know how important their hair is to them. <laughs> so I can tell you that's a big deal. Resale store refuses to give homeless man a coat. Woman opens free shop in response. Oh my <laughs> God. New Orleans soldier home from Afghanistan uses deployment money to help the homeless. I mean, it goes on and on. I just kind of collect these things. And I realize you. That, well, this is what people do when they feel that compelling urge in their soul to. To be good. And as you've said, you know, Sid many times, if people knew better, they do better. everybody knows how to do this. Yeah. It's if they choose to do it or not. This is faith, this is this is joy in, in in practice.
4: And it's very evident for those people they were doing it out of the motivation of love of their hearts. Yeah. You know, there is quote good unquote on this planet that's done for other motives too. You know, whether it's recognition or acknowledgement or honor or so forth. You know, It's like the widow's mite. You know, the the Pharisees, you know, they make a big deal about going to church and giving whatever they do or giving to the temple. It's the widow's mite. It's the motive of the heart. There is God good and there's human good. Mm -hmm. And what we want to embrace is God good. Indeed. Yeah, we don't
3: want the plaque on the pew, so to speak.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We we don't want to be the plaque on the pew. (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
3: (laughs) That's a great image, actually, Terry.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, it's time again to uh, take a short break. But when we return, I, um, in this vein of humor, Terry, thank you for bringing it up. Um, I'm going to share a little bit of um, Aunt Betty's um, Jewish Buddhism with you. So uh, please stay with us, everyone. We'll be back in a, in a few moments.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit
1: Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org.
5: Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are
1: listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
2: And welcome back, everyone. We are talking today about why we're here, the passion behind our commitment to this path. Now, as I said before the break, I did want to share um, a little bit of um, Jewish Buddhism with you. (laughs) I I think my uh, my friends here know this, but uh, I was raised Catholic, but part of our family is Jewish. So I feel I have a license to a certain degree to uh, share this with you. And uh, these are not my Aunt Betty's direct quotes, but these are inspired by Aunt Betty. And and this is just a little bit of fun, folks. But one of them was, be here now. Be someplace else later. Is that so complicated? (laughs) The other was, to find the Buddha, look within. Deep inside, you are 10,000 flowers. Each flower blossoms 10,000 times. Each blossom has 10,000 petals. You might want to see a specialist. (laughs) (laughs) And the lesson was, drink tea and nourish life. With the first sip, joy. With the second, satisfaction. With the third, she's Danish. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last thing, too, I came across this. A friend, um, one of our downstairs compatriots here in the IS department, said, what happens when a Buddhist becomes totally absorbed with the computer he's working on? Any answers? Uh, he enters okay. nerdvana. Tom. <laughs>
4: oh, oh, I love it. Oh, anyway. I, <laughs> I know. Tom is fully responsible for those jokes. Yes, so. yeah.
2: Now that we've gone there, we can go anywhere.
4: <laughs> go anywhere else. You know, but again, it, this is a path of joy, you know. And it is. As we've, we've shared and mentioned before, you know. Thomas More, the great English saint, you know, he said, the devil is a proud spirit. He
2: doesn't mm-hmm. like to be mocked. No.
4: Well, it's good, not only good to laugh at the devil. It's good to laugh at our human consciousness. It is. Because it ain't going to get us anywhere but in trouble. But <laughs> there's a part of us that's God that we become one with that will get us where we want to go. And, you know, as you shared before, there's humor in heaven. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not all sitting around and... Uh, uh, talking about things that nobody's interested in. There's humor. There's laughter. There's joy because it's the nature of God. It's, it is the nature
2: of God is joy. Yeah, and the, the, we've done that program in the past. We'll hopefully do it again. We'll re-up it. Uh, the the miracle of joy. Indeed, it is a miracle, and it's one that we can choose. It's not something that we happen to stumble upon.
3: What we actively choose it. What what happens to be the science of why the violet flame is so joyful? Does, do, do either one of you have an answer to that? I've, well, I would think that in
2: part it must be just the, the liberating quality, the freedom that it yeah, inspires. I mean, if, you're, if you're
3: walking
4: around with an anvil on your head and suddenly <laughs> it's removed, um, you, you yeah. feel a little better, don't you? you? feel the joy flame. Yeah, you know? that's true. And, you know, we don't realize the weight that we carry not only physically in our bodies, but even some of us spiritually of mm-hmm. uh, misqualified energy, of negative energy from the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all victims of the world energy if we're not protected that's, of course, why we do our calls, a tube of light that comes around us, we call it Archangel Michael, because you're going to get hit with world energy if you don't have a shield of light around you. Mm-hmm. And when you have violet flame inside that shield, well, suddenly you feel like you are really who you are and not what the world is projecting upon you. So that, I think,
3: is maybe part of the joy of flame that comes from it. Yeah. So there's opposition to, to what we're talking about. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> big, big, big time. Big time opposition. And, and how long has this opposition been going on? <laughs> well, since, you know, since the beginning of the word? Since, or, since Lucifer fell? Yeah. Okay. You know,
2: I mean, if you want to be technical, I guess somewhere around the fourth root race.
3: So you can get <laughs> you can get kind of depressed thinking about all this opposition. Mm, yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you do, Sid, well, to you kind know, of get it, over that? Of one, think, of the, one of the devil's big tools
4: is that people don't believe he exists. And I'm not talking about the devil with horns, so to speak. Right. I'm talking about the force of evil that manifests through the fall of the angels, the Lucifer, the Watchers, and the Book of Enoch, and so forth, that are cut off from God. The only way they get their light is going after the light God gives us. Mm-hmm. And so they trick us and fool us, and they've been doing it for a long time. And they're good at it. And they're good at it, yeah. yeah. But, some of know, it's
3: obvious, some of it's very, very subtle. subtle. Yeah. Okay. So
4: when you wake up to who you are and the tools you have because God is in you with the spoken word, It's like, you know, God is greater than this. We don't ignore it. We deal with it every day. You know, Archangel Michael, we make the calls to him every day to protect us from all negative energy being directed against us, all plots against us, against the light on this planet. Well, you know what? Archangel Michael kicked Lucifer out of heaven to begin with, and (laughs) I can assure you he's up to the task again today. Right. But we have to call to him and ask him for his help because, as we said before again, it's the law of, of, you know, this is the earth plane, and the angels aren't going to interfere unless we ask them to. And it has to
3: be done every day. Sure, it's just
4: like, you know, yeah. taking a shower every day, drinking yeah. water every day. It's Eating a daily food,
3: process. breathing.
4: And, and what a joy. Archangel Michael can be right there and with us. I mean, wouldn't you sleep better at night if you knew that Archangel Michael was protecting your family, your job, your livelihood, the things that are important to you and God wants to have protected? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that right there is a reason for joy. Right. I mean, I thank Archangel Michael every day of my life for his presence because he affords us a protection we would not otherwise have unless we asked for it. And that's the key. We have to ask for it. You know, if mm-hmm. we don't ask for help from God, we're not going to get it because he has given us free will. So it's not a passive path. You're going to be rolled over by the steamroller of darkness of your own karma or the earth's karma if we are passive and do nothing. God expects us to take dominion over the earth. He has given us the light, the energy, the power, the word to use. And if we use it, we will go where we want to go. We'll live the life we want to live. We'll experience the joy and the light and the freedom that we would never have if we were just passive you know, smiles
3: on our faces. There's another thing: is that if you take this path up as a young person, you will accomplish your divine plan with by God's grace and mm-hmm. with, with all this protection. Whereas if you if you if you don't have this kind of protection throughout the course of your life and you fall into these different traps, you could you could be completely. You could completely blow your entire life plan. Well, it could. Right? And,
4: and we know we've been taught that the fallen angels know us better than ourselves. They know our weak points. They go for the weakest point in our consciousness, whether it's our psychology or our karma or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Well, you know what? I'm I'm quite frankly a little fed up with them manipulating me lifetime after lifetime <laughs> because I didn't know the truth. Right. And I didn't know how I could challenge, you know, their presence and their attacks upon me through the light of Archangel Michael and the other things. Well, now I know. So I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And... If, if you do nothing else in your world but invoke the presence and light of Archangel Michael and a few minutes of violet flame, your world's going to be different.
2: And yeah. I, I'd say it's almost a guarantee you're going to feel that joy and happiness welling up inside you that all, all of the fire and brimstone in the world has nothing on you. Once you have that strength within, that core, that faith, that belief, the hope, I mean, all those things that we talk about, it is unstoppable. It's, it's impenetrable. I mean, it's impregnable. That fortress of joy that is being built within your soul, within your consciousness, is something that no
4: force on earth can defeat. And, and you know what? When trouble comes, as it does to all of us when the mm-hmm. karma comes, don't we want to have tools to use? If, mm-hmm. Whether it's world karma or personal karma or whatever, don't we want tools? You know, we just had in the news here recently, the last few days, is that big mudslide in the state of Washington. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. what a horrible thing to happen to people. And they don't even know at this point how many were lost. And I was explaining to my daughter that there was a karmic vulnerability there for those people. I'm not saying they were bad people, but we all have karma. And for whatever reason, they had a group karma there mm-hmm. that made them vulnerable to this mudslide. It's not a coincidence they lived where they lived. And it's not condemning them because it's just it's their karma, like we have karma. Right. And those that were lost, unfortunately, were lost. And I said to my daughter, you know, if they knew about Archangel Michael, if they knew about balancing karma through the violent flame, then I don't believe many of them would have had to have gone through that. Yeah, It's very simple. In other words, karma is like the, it's like gravity. It's impersonal. It's not God getting even with you. It's an impersonal law. Mm-hmm. You can interrupt that. You can mitigate it by the use mm-hmm. of the violet flame, by your good works, and by the intercession of Almighty God. Yeah, you know, you bring up something here. I, I
2: don't, I'm not sure exactly why I remember this particular story, but you may recall it. One of the unassisted masters is Babaji. And he's been around, who knows, four or 500 years. And um, he is um, one of those who's taken the vow to remain on Earth until every last soul has either made their ascension or gone to the second death. Basically, and he there's a story about him uh, sitting around a fire. He's there with his disciples and a, a number of others. This is in summer in Tibet. And suddenly he picks up a a brand, one of these pieces of wood that's on fire, and he. He puts it on the shoulder of the disciple sitting next to him and burns the guy's shoulder and puts the, puts the thing back in the fire. And one of the other disciples said, my goodness, why did you do that? He said, I just saved him from a greater karma. He was he was on, on, a, he was on, on a course to die a very painful death by fire to satisfy, to balance an ancient karma. I just helped him mitigate that. The reason I bring this up Is that by doing the violet flame and by doing this practice that we do, we are able to mitigate our karma. We can minimize, to some extent, the degree to which the returning karma is actually going to impact us. And their story has been told of somebody who was responsible for burning down a a house of, of a neighbor. A village. Oh, yeah, a village. Yeah. And ends up with a burned hand. Because they had transmitted enough of that karma that the remaining And, and they had
4: learned the lesson they needed to learn. In other yeah. words, it's like, you know, we've talked about this before, why bad things happen to good people. Some of the karma people are experiencing now may be tens or hundreds of thousands of years yeah. old. People, Whatever they did before then, they wouldn't do it. They're different people now. Mm-hmm. But the karma still exists. And so that's the beauty of the violet flame is you, can, you don't have to learn that lesson again because you've already learned it. But until the karma is dealt with, mm-hmm. then you're subject to it.
2: Let's um, move this for a moment to the uh, arena of symbols. Um, when we talk about our, our faith, our path, there are a number of visuals. In fact, uh, the violet flame, you know, we could uh, assume that it's a violet flame, right. that it could be a visual that we could focus on. Um, but there are other symbols in the Ascent Master's teachings that we should probably talk a little bit about. And I'm thinking like the threefold flame. Or the violet flame.
3: How about the chart of the presence? The chart which, of the Which presence, gives yeah. you uh, an image of, uh, of your three. Who you parts, are. Who, yeah. you, who you are. Yes, yeah, your divine well, self. And
2: that's the I am presence.
3: The I am presence at the top. Yeah, the Christ The holy self. Christ self in the middle. And where you are, the soul evolving in, in the planes of matter at the bottom.
2: Yeah, and those are the kinds of things that as you practice, um, this art practice, these are very instrumental images to hold in your mind because these tell you not only what to focus on, but who you truly are.
4: You know, what you look upon, you become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. That's why we're careful about what we take in through our third eye, through TV and mm-hmm. movies and so forth, or art or anything else. Um, you know, and so when you focus on the beauty and light, uh, then you'll become that light. It's like anything else. And, and symbols are very helpful for us. It's like the Florida lease is a symbol of the threefold flame in your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, people, why is that a worldwide symbol? You know, why do the Boy Scouts wear a Florida lease? Well, of course, St. Germain is a sponsor of the Boy Scouts and the (laughs) Florida Lease on their little necktie. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that little metal thing we used to have? I wore one. I still have it. That's that's a symbol of the threefold flame within your heart. So there are very ways of understanding that. So symbols are important both on a positive nature and a negative
2: nature. Yeah. Well, on that note, already another segment has come and gone. Oh my Um, gosh. Let's take another break. We'll come back for a final segment and again we're talking about why we're here. What is it that inspires us? What is it that Fuels our passion for this path and um, other things. So please stay with us. We'll be back.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change.
1: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember tsl.org. The Voice
0: America Seventh Wave Channel.
1: You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
2: And thanks for staying with us, everyone. Um, You're with The Open Door, and we're talking about why we're passionate about our path and before we go back to that subject, um, and if you will indulge me, um, <laughs> my father made his transition ten years ago um, today, and he was a very funny guy. Transition, mangy. He, 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 he died. Yes, and um, he loved humor, and he 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 inflicted it upon us. Oh, he did <laughs> relentlessly. <laughs> so now
4: you're inflicting it on us, right? I am. Yes,
2: I just <laughs> I did, this is very quicky, but I got I just got to share it with you. I had to write it down so I could remember it properly. Um, Uh, A man uh, is walking along a California beach, deep in prayer. All of a sudden, he says out loud, Lord, grant me one wish. And suddenly, the sky clouded above his head, and in a booming voice, the Lord said, Because you have tried to be faithful to me in all ways, I will grant you one wish. The man said, Please, Lord, build a bridge to Hawaii, so I can drive over any time I need to, to see beautiful sights and alleviate the stress of my life. The Lord replied, your request is very materialistic. Think of the logistics of that kind of undertaking, the supports required to reach the bottom of the Pacific, the concrete and steel it would take. I can do it, but it is hard for me to justify such an intervention just to satisfy your desire for worldly things. Take a little more time and think of another wish, <laughs> a wish you think that would truly evoke my mighty and almighty power of blessing. The man thought for a few minutes, and finally he said, Lord, I wish that I could understand women. I want to know how they really feel, what they're thinking when they give me the silent treatment, when they cry and why, what they mean when they say, oh, it's nothing. And most important, how can I make a woman truly happy? After a few moments, God said, you want two lanes on that bridge or four? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dad. <laughs> I had to do it. The tribute to the you. The views
4: expressed on this
2: program are
5: not necessarily those of the rest right, of us. exactly. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so, you know, before, as we were going to the break, we were talking about other aspects of this. And, Sid, you had a point you wanted to make.
4: Well, yeah, I think we all have a sort of a fear of change, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, that's understandable. We all have it, you know, because change brings the unknown. Well, first of all, change is the nature of the universe, it is not static. It is forever changing. And if we try and stay in one place, then the the world's going to leave us. It's going to take off and leave us. We get very comfortable with our surroundings. You know, with my pillow, special pillow at night, and you know, <laughs> yeah, not willing to give that up. But other things I might yeah. be willing to routines, you know, so don't rituals. Be af- don't be afraid of change, because yeah. here's what happens. People get in a rut. You, know, you see people getting a rut in one way or another. People get in a spiritual rut, and they don't change for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. In other words, they follow one mm-hmm. teaching, whether it's the Catholic Church or Hinduism or whatever, and every time they come back, they just go to the same place and do the same thing. Well, they don't get any place. They don't make any progress. And so we have to be open to change, not change for its own sake, but change that God says is necessary in our world. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of change or don't be afraid of trying something new. You know, it doesn't mean you're, you know, you're committed to it forever, but experiment. You know, I've shared this before. I have some good friends that are devout Catholics. And when I shared with teachings on reincarnation, they said, we know it's true, but we feel guilty hearing it. Yeah. So, you know, don't allow yourself to be in that place. And I want to just also mention one more thing, and that is that the masters in God will respect you where you want to be. In other words, they're never going to force you to go faster or farther than you're comfortable or want to go.
2: That's a really good point to make, too, because I think sometimes we feel as if we might become impelled
4: Yeah, If I I start now, where am I going to end up, so to speak? Mm -hmm. You know, you can end up where you want to end up is the answer because you can position yourself where you want to be. If you're sincere, if you have love in your heart, God will work with you wherever you are and wherever you want to be on that path. But, of course, what happens for most people is they want to take that next step and the next because they see how wonderful it is and they can see the vision of where they can end up and where they want to go. And then it becomes the joy, not a fear that motivates them but the joy that motivates
2: Well, the fear of change in some respects is a fear of freedom because when that change occurs, you're not cut adrift. You're not suddenly without support. I mean, if anything, you have more support and greater support because you come. it's coming from a higher source. But the fear of change, as you said, is something that does cause people to go
4: into a tuck. Yeah, I mean, they'd rather have the known. I mean, why is McDonald's so popular? You know, you're not getting great food, but you know what you're going to get, yep. don't you? Yep, sure. Whether yeah. you're, you know, in, in Montana or... In know, you know, wherever it is, you're going to get the same thing. So, you know, look at your own psychology and understand that why you do certain things. And we do have a natural fear of change because there's there's always the unknown. But you know what? When God's around, I embrace the unknown.
2: Well, I got to make this one point, and uh, you'll forgive me if it seems a bit extreme. But the truth is that that fear of change, uh, that perhaps the fear of the unknown, is probably in part what led to a lot of the early disciples— apostles, missionaries being martyred, Mm -hmm. the change that they represented, and I don't mean to make this a negative thing because I think that, you know, those days are gone hopefully, but the point was that people held on for dear life to what they thought was true despite the evidence of their senses to the contrary.
4: Or it was a challenge to them and their power base or whatever it is. You know, why have we been taught we're worthless sinners? (laughs) Because it takes away our power as a son and daughter of God to invoke light. Yes, I have sinned. Yes, I have made karma. But the nature of my being is God is not a worthless sinner. And, you know, that changes everything. That's liberating. Because we're not willing to be the the, the pawns anymore of the fallen angels that have have manipulated us for so (laughs) long. Because in our sincerity, we've accepted, you know, this lie upon us. Well, it's not true.
2: Well. And we're not victims of circumstance. We are we're in the driver's seat. We, we if have we want to be, if we choose to be. Well, I mean, that's ultimately, the, the choice we make is to be a victim or
4: a victor. I mean, some people like socialism because they don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah, it. I know, it's all
2: said. And you still, know, it's everything that's right.
4: the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Well, allow yourself freedom to learn, to grow. Feel, allow yourself to fail. Mm. I mean, that's one of the great things about this country is you can still fail, you know, and, and you learn your lessons. What's it, Churchill said the greatest lessons you ever learned through failures, through mistakes. We don't seek them, but you know, they happen in life and they can be the building blocks to going forward. We don't want to neutralize, you know, challenge. We
3: don't want to neutralize opportunity. We want to neutralize the chance to come up higher. Indeed. And, you know, uh, from a personal point of view, and I'm, and I'm sure that each of us could share just a moment of what we would personally like to accomplish, I I, I just made a couple of notes of some of the things that. That uh, I've seen um, give me uh, power in my life, mm-hmm. and I'd like I'd like for, to see that ripple out into the world. For instance, I, I'm a musician, and and just the information about the science of rhythm and sound, for mm-hmm. instance, is something that I would like to to help get out into the world and the you know, into the worlds of the musicians and composers who I believe are here to bring in. The music of the new age and are stuck in rhythmic patterns and and uh, musical patterns mm-hmm. that the fallen angels have created, and they they need they need to be liberated. They need to be freed from that. So that's one of my passions. Well, I'd say probably liberation
2: is is all of our passion because ultimately that's what we're trying to do by bringing the truth and shedding a light on the truth. Yeah, we bring freedom. We bring liberation. We bring a moment where suddenly the limitations of life as we seem to know it are, are cast off.
4: Yeah. And we're free. We're weightless. You know, another perspective of that is, you know, we all work for a living or whatever it is, mm-hmm. what we're doing. And when you consecrate your work to God, it becomes a sacred labor instead of just a labor to put food on the table. I want to give an example of this. A friend of mine is a truck driver, okay? And, and I remember Mrs. Prophet told him once, by holding a focus, a spiritual balance as a truck driver, You can change the, you know, you drive around the country all the time. You you know, it's a tremendous opportunity for service. You can hold a balance for all the other truck drivers in the world that may be giving them opportunity. Mm -hmm. And and it seems mundane, but it's not mundane. No matter where you are, whether you're retired or whether you're in school or whatever job you have, when you bring light, and it's not something we broadcast, obviously, but just your presence with more light changes things. It changes right. your world, where you work, where you live, your community. It, it changes the planet. You can be an instrument of change to help people because people want help. They don't know how to get it or where to go. But by you invoking more light, you can give them opportunity just as God has given you opportunity. You know,
2: I, I almost wanted to make this a guarantee. If you were to take the time to begin to practice the violet flame, even for a few minutes a day, I guarantee you people around you are going to notice. They're going to say, do you go on a diet? (laughs) Yeah. Are, are, Are you taking some new supplement? You're looking better. You're looking better. I mean, and it's amazing because one of the things we talked about with this young man last week, and Terry, you'll remember this, was that we said, when you put on this mantle, when you put on these teachings, when you practice them, even to a limited degree... There are going to be people out there who you'll never meet, you'll never know. They're going to say, hmm, I want some of what he has. I don't know what it is, but I I want some. But I like it. And that's how the spread of this is like wildfire. You become, by example, by your life, by how you choose to live it, a living example of the truth, of joy, of freedom, of liberation, of accountability, all those things that we're talking about by simply putting on that mantle. And practicing, and it doesn't yeah, take and, and a lot you, to do. And I wouldn't go out no. and
4: broadcast this fact that, hey, everybody, I'm going to be different because I'm Don't going to the flame. Don't, Don't say a word. Don't say a word. This is between you and God. Yeah. And see if it affects change in your life. You know, people, again, are threatened by, by any change in everyone else, you know. <laughs> um, you know, my mother, 40 years ago, when I explored these teachers, she says, oh, I think it's just a passing fad for you. So, you know, I became different, and I think she recognized much better than I was before but in other words, this is a personal, private path between you and God. Yes, you know, don't right. let anyone cast out. Try it for yourself yeah. and experiment with it. And that's kind of what we're saying.
2: That's what we're saying indeed, is that the, the passion that drives us is something that we practice every day. It isn't something that we put on a billboard. It's personal, but yet it's consistent and, you know.
4: And don't believe it because we're saying it. Oh, yeah, believe it because you've tried it <laughs> and experienced it, because that's the only true conviction that you can have is when you experience something yourself indeed
2: if you go to tsl.org you can you can find a lot you just in the search bar on violet flame pocket guides we've got dvds mp3s we've got all kinds of things that will help you to define a simple practice of the violet flame and on that note another hour oh <laughs> has just gosh. evaporated once again thank you so much for being with us today as always and um
3: and just yeah. stay yeah. in touch let us know what you think and how, how, what your victories are. Webradio at TSL.org. We want to hear about your victories.
2: Webradio at TSL.org. Yes, we'd love to hear about those, and we'll respond if you write us.
4: Or your so questions, please do. too. Your yeah, questions, quite, anything.
2: Yeah. And in the meantime, as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about the Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.